finally yeah, I decided to you just jumped in. Were you jerking off? Nah, man. I like I was just leaning back on my chair, man. Jerking off, nah, we passed that life. <laughs> <laughs> nah, okay. but you never know That's when you good. need one, though. You never know when you need one, so you can never write. I didn't get that. I say you never know when you need one, you know, just to you know, you might be on the road like no girls and shit, you know. You just like rub one out real quick. <laughs> man, what's up with you, my nigga? I'm good, man. Yeah. Gucci man. What did you work on last? Like, what are you doing right now? Uh just wrapped up a project. Um oh yeah. Unfortunately, I can't say who, but you know when people say I can't say who, you think it's one big artist, but <laughs> no, nah, privacy is yeah. like, man, you cannot be leaking music, man. I feel that. It's not, it's not much about the privacy, but the project will soon be out, though. Oh, yeah. I've been, yeah, yeah. It's, a lot of music I made last year, we've been wrapping up and it's coming out, so. Oh yeah, so it's just like production shit, or like, did you, did you, um, did you um, mix it to master it, all that shit? Yeah, when I say I just wrapped up, it means I just mixed it and mastered. So we're doing the back and forth with the mix. Okay, now bring this down, bring this up. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, like, have you had other people mix your stuff before? Of course, of course. Okay. but you wouldn't you wouldn't put something out there that that wasn't like over if you didn't see like the final i guess master or whatever well ideally for the most part if somebody else is uh, someone else mixes the stuff you as the producer you get to hear it before it goes okay let's do this let's do that you know okay. that's the the general idea but sometimes as the producer you don't know a lot of people that work with drake they don't know if their tracks made the cut or not yeah. Until the album drops. I'm like, oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So sometimes in my, you're just out of the process. They just take your beat and do whatever they want to do, right? Well, I don't give people beats, actually. <laughs> that rarely happens, honestly. No, I know that about you, man. I used to ask you for beats, like, a couple years after grad. Like, you never ever, like, you said, nah, man, like, you're not doing that. Why, why is that, though? Do you have a reason for that? Yes, I'm a little, um, I'm a little too protective of the process. So, outside of making the beat, that's just one part. The other part is, you know, putting the song together. You know, a good number of the stuff I produce, I, I co-write on the lyric and melody end as well. So, I just want to make sure that I'm, my goal to be honest from the beginning of, of this year was to make music that i like yeah. so i want to like the song oh, okay. so i try to be as as um involved with the process as possible but then yeah by the time somebody else is mixing what we this song is pretty much done the person is just doing the professional you know balancing and EQing and all that so Oh yeah. yeah. Damn man. <laughs> that makes sense though. Like you just wanna be. I guess maybe they haven't dropped you a big enough bag for a beat or something. Like if, uh, if the stakes were high enough, would you sell it? Not not like I'm not going to give beats to people. Not like I haven't done that before. Oh yeah. But then I would still want to be part of the the song making process. Yeah, well, no, there's sometimes you can be part of that, you know? So I'm trying to... I don't have to be there physically. Actually, in the last maybe three or four years, say 50, 60% of the records I've made were not in person. Oh, see. So you just want to be part of the process somehow? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be that I'm we're in the room now. Granted, that would be the best experience, to be in the room together yeah. and kind of tinker on what is going on, but... It doesn't always happen like that. But you, you like, say that there's been like your beats that people have used that you were not part of the process, right? They just wrapped over the beat and dropped it. You've had probably had that, man. There's no way you can tell me you, you haven't had that. I'm actually thinking. I'm actually thinking. <laughs> people, people be rapping, man. 
They don't even care about the mix. They just want to rap on a beat. I can't think of anybody notable right now. That's crazy. I can't. <laughs> my guess is that that has happened before. That's my guess, but I, I'm not sure I can remember. <laughs> Damn, you must keep a tight leash on your beats then, because that's crazy, man, to just always know. How do you even keep everything organized? Because I know you probably make a lot of beats too, so like, how do you- I actually you don't make a lot of beats. Oh, okay, okay. That's, so it's I, easy the, to be organized, I guess. I'm sorry, I didn't get your question. It's easy to be organized, I guess, you know, like, you, you just- No, I make more music than the average producer, but I don't make beats. If I'm making a beat, yeah. chances there's a 70 percent 80 percent chance that there's a song that is going to that beat even if the song hasn't been made before there's probably a song and there's an artist yeah i can't remember the last time i got an idea for a beat and i didn't get an idea for how the song should go oh yeah and so if i'm making a beat i'm i'm getting okay the hook should sound like this uh the flow should be like this <laughs> the, the en entire songs that i've made and I wrote the entire melody of the song, no words. Yeah. I just wrote the melody. Then I was like, ah, I can't find the words to fit into this. So I send it to somebody new, I send it to Monli or send it to, to Charlie X or something. And then they put words to the melodies that I, I wrote. It's pretty much the, the, the procedure for me. Okay, that's, that's actually, because I need definitely collaborate like a more guy. Not like you're to yourself type shit. Like you be working with other people <laughs> a lot. Oh no, no. And so I mean, your name pops up in like the most random places, man. The most random places, like where? Like I wasn't expecting you to produce on Arami Day's album or some shit like that. I've seen like I do like I did not expect that. Like, I mean, I kind of expected it though. Funny enough, because like of course they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna blow, but like it's just how it happened, man. I was like. This guy, this, it, like, when I saw it, it made, you know, those kind of things that you just see, and it just makes sense. Yeah, that's one yes. of the things. That's one, I was like, damn, of course it was going to, you feel me? But, like, you feel me in the, in the randomness, and, like, it's actually a big thing, too. Yeah. We actually just wrapped up our this uh, next project. It be out in a couple <laughs> months. <laughs> oh, that's cold, man. And you definitely, somewhere that people want to probably keep relationships with. So you're good, man. You just yeah. that's all. I'm just trying to see. I don't. I don't think. I. I don't think I've scratched the surface of the, of the kind of shit I want to do yet. I don't think so. As you always feel like you can't feel like you finished it. Like the journey. I've no, been you can never finish. <laughs> but you know, when you get into the the meat of things, you can feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You when you get, you can. Oh, now it's on. It's on. <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. Okay. Yeah. If you asked me 10 years ago, I would have I would have I would have thought that I would be planning to retire at this point, but life does throw you curveballs. So life is the most unpredictable shit. Like it should just be happening, man. I swear. Yeah. It should just happen. I'm, a, I'm actually enjoying the curveballs. <laughs> and after the the initial moment of apprehension, like, oh, what's going on? At <laughs> some point, you're like, hmm, okay. Ah, <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. so you're not you're not gonna share your screen. I really want to see you mix a song or some shit, bro. You know what? Yeah, I am not yeah. going to. I can show you a couple of stuff that I'm working on now, though. Oh yeah. I want to see your screen, man. If you can. Yeah. See. Wait, what are you? And of course. Right? Your shit is clear as a motherfucker. You're still using your phone, right? No, 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 no. I'm on my computer. Okay. Damn. Is it lighting? Look how grainy my shit is compared to your shit. Your shit. You're just. No, outside. it's dark. Yeah, of course, it's lighting now. <laughs> Can't you see? I'm in the nature. I'm in God's nature. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where, where you are right now? I'm. Location wise, or where I'm at, like location. I mean, I, I don't know if you know this place, but it's called Lamingo and it's where I've, I've heard about it. Yeah, it's in Joss. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, of course. Joss all day. Damn, you still in J Town, man. 
Damn, dog. Yay. You how, have how, to be. How does it been? Have you like been in the same room with them? Am I? Pardon? Have you been in the same room with them? Am I before? Like, how has it been to just watch those guys? Like, you know, from the same school, all of us, you guys, you know, like that pressure of am I, am I, am I? No, oh, definitely many times. That was more back in the day, oh, which yeah. made it a little better because they had just broken through. Yeah, tell me so, my stories, man. I know you have a bunch of those, man. It just felt like <laughs> those guys were gods because, nah, like, guy, actually, I'm MI2 guy. I bought it on the way. I live in Kaduna, right? I bought the CD on the way. You know, the three hour, mm-hmm. I, was, I was bumping that, bro. I listened to that thing, like, yeah. I was in the room. I was in the room when MI wrapped up the mix for MI2. <laughs> wow, that's crazy, man. Coincidentally. <laughs> That's fucking crazy, man. Am I, am I not God to all that time, man? Yeah, no, he's, no, he's, he's still a God, man. No, like, God. it's not like, no, maybe he's the best Nigeria zone. Can you watch for the West and the Press video chat? <laughs> the Reds and the Press, because Emmys and the Press, and the like cannabis, and then the surveillance asking, can he handle the, the microphone, Vandal, the son of the evangelist? Evangelist. Bro, like, <laughs> things are going crazy forever, man. Oh, my God. That guy is still, no, I respect him to this day, man. I just don't like his, like, most recent shit. Them Judah, all that shit is not... It's never, it can never top MI2. MI2 is the greatest album that's come out of Nigeria in terms of like hip hop rap. And funny enough, what? It's, it's interesting that people who were onto them M from say 2005, 2006, yeah. their age hasn't been scratched yet. Oh, yeah. They feel like, as much as like, it, it's kind of a weird experience when people are. Capping for MI2, hey, this, that. <laughs> and then the guys that used to hear this this stuff from before are like, you people don't know, you don't, you don't know as this thing this up, you know, they, they really didn't feel like M hit his potential in terms of giving the people a a, a crazily creative piece of work. I didn't much. Like if you if you if you heard if you heard the shit from behind the scenes, you wouldn't be saying what you're saying. Yeah, I've heard almost everything in my I've heard all the illegal music. Are you talking about see anything that is available to the public? Right? No, that's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about the, the stuff that the public knows. And if it's not yeah, if it's not dropped, then how is that any of my business? But you feel me like oh that's not exactly which is which is why I shouldn't be pouring sand in your garden. <laughs> however yeah. if you've heard this stuff from you you know like one time um i think um lecrae was doing a q a on on twitter one time yeah. and somebody asked him what's your best uh song that you've made mm-hmm. and his response was the songs that you're probably never going to hear oh yeah you understand because you're in a business you you probably don't put out the music that you want to that, that you want to put out you don't put out your own personal favorites because you are in the business oh this is probably the best song to put out now as a single this is probably the best way to put these songs together as a project your your craziest songs yeah. more often than not would only appease a, a niche crowd no definitely definitely you get so you you probably wouldn't put that out because for the most part, you want to put out the music that would grab as many people as possible. You want a wide range of people. So those guys, no, no, no. They, they, they're doing crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. And I'm not sure anybody's ever going to hear that. Which is kind of weird, because on the one hand you're like, oh, if you people hear this thing, if you people hear this thing, if you, well, nobody's probably going to hear that, and then these guys' entire careers will be judged off stuff that they dropped. But it's what it is. The game is the game. And like, like I said, man, if it's not dropped, then 
it's only people like you that like have the inner shit that can know so like no it's not just people like me it's not like i had some sort of privilege they were just people that were randomly around when the music was made and they were friends with these guys yeah. and and then just people because their music leaked that that was probably not probably that was definitely the only time in my life that music went far without the artist pushing the music like that period in just people used to just share their music like man have you heard this have you heard this it was so incredible that the music moved by its by itself it had it grew feet on its own uh, Joss's man that place is um oh my god like that's that's all like you know how happy i was to go to that fucking school like that's what you should man that, that baptized like that's one of the best schools in nigeria for like creativity like if you want at the time bar no yeah at the time no i don't know how it is but like, at that time and the funny thing is uh-huh. like we saw the bullshit as we we're graduating we started seeing how it was gonna just end right but like it's always bullshit can you imagine, <laughs> yeah can you imagine um what they call it okay also we felt like bullshit to you guys huh when, when you guys were graduating and shit Right? Of course, we, we felt like, oh man, everything's getting watered down. This yeah, watered down. Uh, after I, I said, was never now watered down, shit, man. We everything to move forward, but even SS2, touch bearers, we won SS3. <laughs> that shit was so dope. It's, it's, it's part it. of the dance. Yeah, people haven't done that shit in like 10 years or some shit. They're all S2. They were so good. They could, you know, it's normally like, um, they'll just give SS3. Because mm. usually on the same level. Bro, you see the thing, the I'm thing so with you guys, the thing with you guys was not even just you guys. I think the yeah. decline kind of started from from I would say my set, my set, touch bears particularly, the decline kind of started from my set. Nah, man. Because no way the decline started from my set because guy, you know why? The next why? people that were SS2. I don't even remember what going on. Mm-hmm. One that was is one of the greatest touch bearers to ever live, man. Because like he he's the one that inspired me and the Austin as one that time. He's the one that made us say that okay, we're <laughs> SS2, we're going to become touch bearers. Like that one is a short banker. Like then you guys, guys like you was was HSG and we're like, yo, yes, sir, still, when you didn't let me finish what I was saying. I'm going to, yeah, no, no. The, the, the that, decline of, of touch bearers <laughs> in terms of yeah. um quality of acting quality of story quality of production yeah. i still remember the touch bears uh dramas that i watched when i was in jess one i still remember the ones i watched when i was in jess three yeah right yeah and i remember just being enamored <laughs> like oh my goodness this thing looks unbelievable yeah, I'm sure you guys like that was actually the prime of being- not we guys oh no not we guys oh <laughs> my set we're as unserious as it gets man. Oh, no, like, I'm talking about you guys when you guys go to SS3. I'm talking about how you went through the school now, you know, like yeah, like the experiences to being baptized school judge, like that time, like that, that mm-hmm. whole two thousands to whenever or 1990 or something. And I can't I can't even speak for every set then, but I just remember there are a couple of sets that just imagine just being glued like jesus christ i cannot believe that i'm watching this <laughs> that's how funny enough i hear stories like that about us so like it was that shit we did we had that effect too people were, so, crying, people were crying in chapel man exactly so the, i can i can only speak for the the times that i was there and then you know the aftermath on the aftermath not so much yeah. But then I think what just happened was before bef- my time, yeah. it was, there was a lot of great drama, great um, thriller stuff. And then the comedy kind of picked up as we got older. So you guys kind of saw the peak of comedy in Touch Bears. <laughs> you know, the, them Uguna, I, I remember watching the, some of them Uguna's uh, uh, dramas was hilarious yeah nah, nah, those guys were legend man like hilarious and then 2009 set kind of took it to another level 
I didn't see a lot of their stuff, but the few stuff that I saw was hilarious. <laughs> so the stories kind of got a, a lot more hilarious as time went on, but then the production quality went down a little bit, which it's, it's probably not probably not a, as big a problem as as I think it is, but. Yeah, right now. I can only imagine what, how Babsesco is right now. Like, it's probably so fucked, like, because, like, that would... To our eyes, bruh. To be honest, yeah, we don't know how other people view it, so, yeah. Yeah. Because I like, remember yeah. eating that shit. Like, I do... My just as well, like, I call my mom to, like, every day. <laughs> I was like, I, I <laughs> Of course you had to, man. I can't do this shit, man. Then after, like, 20 days, man, I was like, okay, I'm here, man. Let's go. Like, we're going to figure this shit. You're not going anywhere. Going yes. Anywhere. That shit was a rude awakening, man. I swear, like... <laughs> and that school was of, like, if they will bully you, man, like... There's people, teachers bully you, students bully you, like everybody's bullying everybody. <laughs> like from every side. Yeah, right. Every side. You gotta escape it, man. Yeah. You, like rampart, you know? well, funny enough, as, as much as we, we, we complain so much about that, yeah. like worse stuff was happening elsewhere. Nah, I swear, I hear stories all the time, man. Like even in that. So you're like, ah, where could I have gone to? Like stories, yeah. even bet me. I heard some crazy stories that happened there, but like you, you never know. You, you actually, if you experience that, you know. Mm. And the funny thing is, like, okay, as bad as it was, right? You could still, it was still like livable, you know. There was people that made it fun. Yes, but then it wasn't fun for everybody, and I didn't find this out until maybe eight, nine years after I left. Yeah, but. As much as we, some of us enjoyed the experience, the in the grand scheme of things, there was a good number of people that entirely hated their time there. Yep. <laughs> and initially, I was like, "Are you crazy? <laughs> Do you know how much fun I had?" And then gradually, you start to realize that, oh shit, some people were just constantly going through hell man yes, sir. I and why, like that shit is just crazy like <laughs> man. well well all good man <laughs> um i hope you okay I'm, I'm just going to share my screen with the, on the song that i'm working on now i hope you can hear the music Probably can. you should enable screen share Okay. Eight. Yeah. Dope as fuck. You can see my screen, right? Yep. Let's hope you can hear the music as well. <laughs> can you hear it? Nope. Ah. <laughs> this is the issue with Zoom. Oh, so you can't you can't place shit over like when you're using the same thing unless you have like, yes oh yeah that's fucked up what 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 um dog is this this logic <laughs> so that's what you 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 switch dogs or this all you use right now no i am switching to logic now from what cubase from cubase yes why i use why do we shit on cubase so much man like cubase who shits on cubase what? Exactly. Like To be honest, I've shitted on people recording and mixing vocals in FL. Yeah, people like do shit. But like some of the best music I've heard was recorded and mixed in fl so who am i exactly exactly to what? shit on you're shitting on another door like that should be you know. crazy man people using reason man making hits yeah like <laughs> mustard uses reason <laughs> it doesn't matter man. in my mind I, I even thought that mustard was on some fl shit but mustard uses reason that's crazy so you, you really can make anything with with anything. Anyway, you can't hear the music, but I can just show you. 
um, give you an idea of what my my vocal effects stack looks like. So I make a comp track for for my backup uh, my backing vocals. Yeah. I really wish you could hear this, but it's all good. So with my backing vocals, uh, most times I record um, two takes of the same part. Right, so we, with what we have here, um, there's a low part and then there's the high part. So I record two takes and then kind of pan them equally to the left and right to give it a, a better stereo feel. So now on each track, I have a compressor, right? So um, on, on, on Logic, I'm using a preset called Tube Vocal. Right, but then the idea with, with compression is you want to get an even sound. That's the the theoretical idea of compression. Yep. Right. So um, the 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 parameters you should take note of the most would be your threshold. Your threshold is uh, the point at which your compressor starts to work. Yeah. Okay. So ah, I really wish you could hear the effect of this. But then the lower the threshold is, the more um, crunched your, your, your signal is going to sound. It's like, okay, let's say you have from, uh, okay, let's just use the parameters here. You have from minus 50 to zero. Zero is kind of theoretically the highest point of loudness or amplitude in music. So maybe no music can sound. So when I bring it down, I'm saying, okay, at it's currently at uh, minus 14 dB. So at minus 14 dB, my compressor starts working at that point. All right? The knee is, is how, um, what's the best way to put this? Is the, the the amount that is being taken off from whatever goes above the threshold, right? So the the lower the knee, the more um, quickly your compressor is working, which is a little similar to what your attack is. Are these your vocals? Yeah, they're my vocals. Okay, so you just like you're making them. Yeah. So your ratio is the amount of compression that should go in. So the lower your ratio, the more um, the more aggressive your compression is going to be. My bad. The higher your ratio, but then with vocals, for the most part, you're somewhere around. Um, one is to four, one is to eight, somewhere within that range. Then your makeup is, uh, sometimes you're going to lose loudness whenever you compress the signal. So with your makeup signal, you can kind of compensate for how much you have lost by turning that up. Then your release is how quickly your compression stops working. Right? So your 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 attack is how quickly your compression starts working. Your release is how quickly your compression stops working. Now the easy way to to go about all this is to probably start from a preset, because the rudimentary understanding of some of these things, one it, it takes a while to fully understand what's going on. Two, it takes time to actually just start tweaking your compressor by yourself. Yeah. So you start from a preset and then you can now tweak to taste. That's why I used to do on Cubase, man. I literally just put lead vocals in your face. Put that shit on the rap. Ah, uh, you see, I haven't I haven't um installed waves here, but then um on Cubase where I have waves, I use um CLA76, the CLA76 comp compressor, and the lead vocal in your face um preset of that. <laughs> I don't touch anything except the input or the output. 
<laughs> so sometimes it's not compressing it enough. So I turn up the input so you can catch some of the things on the lower levels that are that are not being caught, and then drop the output because sometimes it, it might be too loud. That's all I touch. The preset is so is so perfect. <laughs> I swear, I didn't even. It made it just sound better, you know. Like at that time, I wasn't like I didn't care about like how this, you know. I just wanted to have that sound. So I literally just whatever I put it, compressor or leave. the only thing I messed with that time was EQ. I was just like play with the EQ, but like as far as yeah, I run that shit through every rap I wrote for like five years straight. Okay. Yeah, maybe not five years, but like like maybe four years. Like, but the thing the thing with compression is when you fall in love with a preset there's the risk that you're going to um you're going to not tweak it yeah. you get and the problems come from not tweaking like sometimes when i use the uh, the in your face preset sure. the recording environment of the, the vocal I'm, I'm i'm processing probably had a lot of ground noise so when I use the in your face, what's happening is it will now pick up the ground noise and accentuate it as well. So I'm having vocals that, okay, they are sounding as in my face, as punchy as I want them to sound, but the background noise, the noise of the room is, is also accentuated as well. So in my vocal, I'm here. Understand? And then maybe how do you how do you eliminate noise from your vocals, man? You look how thin your lines look. It looks like you recorded out with a dope ass sound. Um, you know, like well, this this is actually not even as clean as I would prefer. If you could actually hear this, this straight line that you think there's nothing going on there yeah. is actually not so clean. No, definitely, but like just how much you can limit that shit now, you know. Once that, yeah, like, if that as close as that straight line can get to quiet. <laughs> That's literally the mix right there. The rule of thumb is um, you, because most of us wouldn't be recording in particularly ideal situations. Yeah. You want to bring the, uh, the vocalist as close to the mic as possible without picking up too many pops and uh, uh, pops for the most part. Yeah. So, my rule of thumb is probably like a fist and a half away from the mic. And um, one one thing that helps that you would have thought that everybody that records music knows, use a pop filter and do not hold the mic in your hand. Who is, who holds like, what kind of I didn't get that. Who holds the mic in their hand? Like, are you oh my god, the majority of your favorite Nigerian artists <laughs> hold the mic in their hand. Now, granted, recently there's this new um, microphone pop yeah. that they've started using. It's, it's it's pretty big, so it just envelops the microphone. That's a new development that is good. But then I'm like, you don't have to use that if you don't hold the mic in the first place. <laughs> they don't realize how much of an incredibly difficult job they give the engineer mixing that song when I have to. Like, engineers literally have to cut out certain aspects that have pops in them, take them to another software and process them there, try to get rid of the pops there yeah. before they bring them back to the record. It's it's. It's just so much of an, an unnecessary procedure. <laughs> but yeah, niggas gonna be niggas, so that's fine. <laughs> Artists, man, they don't care about shit. Yeah. Just wanna rap. Yeah. Anyway, the, the next thing is for singing vocals, uh, just put the pitch correct here. Yeah. This, I'm not pushing this to the, um, to the extreme. It's just doing mild pitch correction. The, the response time at 20 uh, microseconds. No. You have to read the notes by itself or you have to actually put the notes in. Uh, most times, most singers are singing on a major scale, yeah. right? So this song particularly is on um, A sharp yeah. and it's on a major scale. Now this, this uh, uh, pitch corrector is native to Logic. 
So you can, only, you, you can only change the key when you set it to the major scale. The chromatic scale allows for everything. You see, like I can't change the key here because the chromatic scale allows for the 12 notes in the scale. But less often, it happens maybe 20% of the time when there are certain songs that have um, notes that on the chromatic scale. Like a good example is um, Rema does it a lot. She has a ginger me. All that funny thing he does, those notes that sound weird to your ear, they're on the chromatic scale. But for the most part, most songs are on the major scale. So you, I have to change this to the major scale. Yeah, definitely. And then set and set the key. Yeah, most songs, especially within the urban and um, hip hop uh, genre, most yeah. songs are on the major scale. Grandma is better than Bonaboy, man. Is you can't be having that conversation of better. He's a different artist, and you like him more than you like Bonaboy. That's just what it is. No, like, in terms of like just making that you know that type of music that's coming out in nigeria right now like he's just better at making it you know you know the goat of all time now like, you know the greatest of all time who is that this kid <laughs> yeah, of course of course so that's <laughs> making that kind of music you know, everybody's making almost the same thing they are, they are of course everybody's different now by the end of the day like it's just about who you know i feel like rema has a bigger upside you know He's he's a little more different than because like the guy is like making moves too, man. You can't sleep on him. Even David O too. These guys are good, but like you know, there's just levels to making music. No, nobody is sleeping on anybody. But I'm I'm not sure that we can say that one person is better than the other. Uh, Now we can say one person is more talented. That's for sure. But then in Nigeria, like. People don't even talk about rap no more, man. It's like almost the like- rap scene. Uh, I think we're, 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 a couple of us are, are involved in some of the heavy hitters in the rap scene now. But then the problem with the rap scene in Nigeria, it's not. It's not a talking point when the Nigerian music industry comes up. No, it definitely is. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not. It's not like it's just not respected, man. It's fucked up. Yeah. And like, and they might carry that shit alone, man. Like, the people that, man, look, like, people needed to come after him, man. Like, people that are on his level, you know, like, Nigerian rappers are so weird. Like, they have their, they're so niche that it's like they can't even blow up like that, you know? You need to be able to. They make, can. No, they can't. Like, some people feel like they can't because, like, there's just a certain kind of people that like their music, you know? They don't make. Bro- no, no, I'm agreeing with you that they can't. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so it's so neat that you can't even so you have to learn how to make music that like pops everywhere, man. That's why like ever since I mean I respected them and shit, but the kind of music I even make like I don't even consider it like I wanted to be always be here, you know. He make hip hop actual hip hop music, man. Them Lil Wayne were the ones that motivated me, man. Even in Nigeria, like I remember people saying mm-hmm. people were saying Mi was better than Lil Wayne. Like that's how I know that people are actually don't even understand. Like what rap man? Now hold, hold that thought. Hold that thought. You know, you know, a few minutes ago you said Rema was better than Burner. Yeah. This is the same way people say Emma is better than Lil Wayne. Uh, These conversations are no, that, they're subjective. See, it's not it's not possible. There's some possible. <laughs> there's some they are subjective. Trust me. No, they're subjective. Folks with MI. Like Emma is one of the greatest Nigerian rappers that ever lived, but there is levels to this shit sizzle, man. I'm telling you. It's not levels. There is levels, man. It's not it's not levels. Think about it like this. Think about it like this. Um a couple of days ago, Molly put out a video on I think on his Instagram and on his uh, Twitter. Yeah. And it was it was a story. I think you it was from TikTok, then he brought it to Twitter and Instagram. It was about a producer playing beats for artists. Yeah. So the producer played one beat that he was really feeling. I was like, ah man, as this artist go feed this thing. I saw the video, Molly posted it on Twitter. Yeah. He saw that. And then the artist was like, eh. He played the next one. Ah, this is going to be fire. The artist was like, eh. 
Then after running through his stack, he's like, okay, let me just play something. I've run out of dope shit to play for this guy. Let me just play something I have. What's in his mind as a producer was a whack beat. That's the one that the artist was jumping. See, it is fire, madness. <laughs> I swear. These things are subjective. It's difficult to 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 accept the that these things are subjective, but they are. Man. I can think that it, 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 I'm talking about that specific conversation. Emma is not better than the win in any way. Like, I don't care if it's subjective. Like, I'm telling you that. Which is, which is dope because you are a stand. And for artists to... I'm not being, about, to, not being factual, man. It's about just saying what it is, man. You give people their respect, but you need to understand these things, man. Just the, Every stand thinks they are factual. That's that's the thing. I'm, I'm not... I'm a stand. Yeah, that's so fine. I'm, <laughs> okay. That's good. I'm not even about that. Like, I'm trying to just be honest, man. Like, that's the real shit. That's like... I'm, this is like... Literally, these motherfuckers created hip-hop. Like, <laughs> Lil Wayne inspired M.I., man. You know, you feel me? That is for sure. Lil Wayne inspired that's M.I. That is for sure. Without a doubt. M.I. is the greatest rapper in Africa. I think Africa has ever seen. I- <laughs> Yeah. I don't know about that. So I'm not just saying shit, man. I'm telling you that that African number one shit was true, man. African rapper number one, no. I'm not. I'm not sure about about Mi being the greatest rapper that um Africa has ever seen. Who, who is in terms, one second, one second. Let me finish. In <laughs> terms of in terms of how Africa sees it, yeah. If you ask me, yeah. Emma is the greatest rap artist that Africa has seen. Okay, okay. And Emma is actually a much better, by far, a much better artist than Lil Wayne. But is he greater than Lil Wayne in terms of accomplishments? He's not even close. He's, he can't even... He can't... I'm really talking about wordplay. I'm talking about the art form. I'm not even talking about... That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a difference between a great rapper and a great rap artist. And then you as an entity. Of course, Emma is not Lil Wayne's mate. Even if you ask Emma, if you tell Emma that he's greater than Lil Wayne, you slap your mouth. Because he knows that he's not. I'm just talking about, I'm literally talking about the art form. You, you say he's a better artist than Lil Wayne, right? That's what you say. By, by far. You if like you put M, if you put M in Studio B, put Wayne in Studio A, I said, okay, you guys have three days. You need to come up with with rap versions of six genres. By far, it's not even close. I just want to except except that except Wayne is is doing shit behind the scenes that we have not seen. So of course there's a bias. Go ahead, go ahead. So you've seen everything. There's no behind the scenes shit. I'm telling you about public information right now. Like, man, since I can't believe it. I just, just based on, on public information. Okay, based on what the public has heard, then my argument doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up because based off what MI has put up, put out, um, genre-wise, it's not as genre-bending as what Wayne has put out. Exactly, man. I definitely concede to that. <laughs> That's definitely was, these guys are just something else. and he's still funny you know like he just dropped two songs two songs that just hit like he's still on that same grind right now it's so crazy Lowen is still one of the top right everybody features him here like everything coming out still hit like it's crazy man yeah but well, still hits because you like it but numbers wise the industry is unwilling to tell Wiz that he has fallen off no, that's how you wait, 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 wait. Let me finish. Let me finish. That's how you know somebody who is who has goat status. Yeah, no, and yeah. the industry refuses to tell him the truth. That's how you know somebody that did some unbelievable shit. The truth. And everybody was like, Bro, how did this guy do this? No, what I wanted to say was like in terms of his own music, he's falling off. Not his own music, in terms of his impact. I'm not even talking about the quality of music. 
No, Weezy's quality of music is not going to go down. It went down. Like, I'm it's not. I'm telling you right now that Lil Wayne's me like what I'm talking about is his influence actually. He's so influential that like he's on everything. People still feature him. Like people want Lil Wayne on their shit. So like that's yes, my life right now. You know, it's not his own music. The last time I can't remember the last time Lil Wayne dropped a song that went like you know top and shit. The last thing he dropped was Funeral. Man, have you listened to Funeral? You probably haven't. So like Funeral. Yeah, Funeral about thirty something songs. <laughs> no, 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 I haven't. I haven't listened. I'm telling you, man, I follow these people, bro. Like, so this guy, like, he's actually in terms of making music, he's not stopped his his um consistency, right? But like, he doesn't make as many hit songs as he used to make. Like, of course, that was always gonna. Happen. And what is you know? So put your pin in that. What is a hit song? A hit song is a song that you know that everybody likes. You know that everybody fucks with. You know, not just exactly. Your, not just your fans, yeah. So. My follow-up question would be: Have there been fantastic songs that could have been hit songs that didn't become hit songs? A lot of songs that happens to almost half of the songs that come out actually. Because like there you there you go. Anything, yeah. But like, but like I undeniable hits now. I'm talking about undeniable hits, man. I'm talking about them. How to love and then I just kill you. How that shit? Like he doesn't make. I don't think he can make that level of music again. He can still. Come close. He probably makes better music than that, but in terms of the impact that the music makes, I, I think one thing that artists that artists um don't pay attention to or they deliberately ignore yeah. is that what makes a hit song is not the quality of the song. As somebody who has deliberately taken the route to just make music that he likes yeah. and not care about hit songs, trust me. There are songs that I know. I've made a couple of those songs. And I knew from the day, not just me, everybody that was, the people who were passing the window of the studio that heard the song, they knew. We woke up the next day and people were whistling the song. But then there wasn't a, there wasn't a machine to push those things, to put them out and say, okay, let's try and make this thing go crazy. A song only becomes a hit song as a matter of, of 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 the machine that's pushing it. Very rarely do you have songs that take off by themselves. Now those things happen; they do happen, but very rarely. We're talking about maybe one song every five years. Of the, like undeniable hits. That Not that- undeniable. They just picked up by themselves. One thing led to another. Like there's mm-hmm. songs that are like are undeniable hits, right? that was pushed you feel me like it wasn't just like by itself organic shit so there's always you can always say that you know but like a hit song is a hit song man yes and there are a lot of hit songs that nobody heard like, i don't care i guess to be a hit song but like as far as like it gets to the public and the public approves of it and everybody's singing that shit yeah that's a hit song no? that is a hit song that's the metric to go by you get so um it, it's 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 easy as somebody who has a good ear or who as somebody who hears something that he likes to say oh my this song is a hit song it's easy to say that but the the only um agreeable metric for hit music is the public now how do you get that hit song then that's another conversation on its own but but like i was saying Weezy's quality of music wouldn't go down because the guy actually loves music the people that don't love music after a while you can tell but the quality, like, you can. So don't understand like this is my idol man i'm telling you music i'm literally being objective here and you're telling me it's always ha- it happens to the best of us man you can't make dope songs for the rest of your life like you can make a certain level of dopeness and never fall below that level right but Yo, that's actually that's actually what i'm saying i, I agree I, with you i know i know exactly what you're saying actually because they're often yeah that dope to like know that um you know i can always make the same level of song but you know like you said man when you're feeling it you know when you're in the midst of that shit you just feel it you get in the zone yeah like you know you that get like, in the zone. You're, you're like you're nearing your prime even though you haven't hit it yet you just know that that shit is coming man that shit is it's, ah. I was in the zone, not just me, myself and my guys were in the zone between 2009 and 2011. (sighs) I still remember 
what you guys got in in, uh, in HSM 2012 was like it was the peak of the zone. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. That time was just a beautiful. That was like, of course, all that shit was years of hard work. Now you couldn't just come out of nowhere and just drop. Of that. course, of course. But you know what? I didn't see that perspective. Also, my mind was just like these guys are just cool ass motherfuckers. They come to school. They pick the dope guys. They put it. You know, I didn't come to my like. You also have a journey. You know, you've actually grown through. The- well, of course, you, and nobody put it on you to understand that at the time. Exactly, and that's the beauty of the shit, man. You just keep. Yeah. It out, you know. Because I didn't think that I was in the zone at that time. You can't know. That's the funny thing. You can't. Yeah. Maybe as you grow older, you'll be able to tell. But like the first feelings, or like you said, that was the first time you were like peaking, right? So. That's like you can't really know, man. You can't tell that. that was yeah, like beautiful shit you're making right there. <laughs> exactly. So, t- 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 um, uh, my what I take away from all those periods is, yeah. I remember only one thing from that time, <laughs> and all I remember was that I enjoyed making the music, and I enjoyed the music that we made, oh. and even though. I'm, I, I don't get to be in like a, a protracted zone, air quotes, like I was then. I just told myself, okay, I remember what that felt like. So I'm going to keep chasing that. And I know that every time that I've chased, just making music that I like, statistically, a good amount of the music ends up going somewhere and pushes what we're doing a little further. <laughs> And everybody that kind of ruled the airwaves or ruled whatever time in music, I find that what happened was they were in the zone. 2004 (laughs) to 2006, Rockefeller Records, Basement Studios, they were in the zone that time. Just Blaze will tell you, Guru will tell you, Kanye will tell you. 2005 to 2017, bro, he was in the zone that time. Where by mistake, everything you just touched, it fire. Speaking of fire, you just lit the spark. <laughs> so that's that's like those are the people that you were listening to that time, like that was inspiring your shit. Them Timbo. No, I wasn't I wasn't even listening like, to them per se. I, I kind of caught up on, on um, Rockefeller stuff a little later because I, I got put on to Jay-Z with Volume 2. And being somebody that that was the... My understanding of music at the time was church music. And church music is as intricate, as musical as it gets. Yep. So I'm here listening to boom, boom, boom. I'm like, I'm waiting for the music to change up. It did not change. I say, oh my God. So these people just made an eight bar loop and just rapped on that shit. It, it was, I remember just being annoyed. And then at the same time, I was put on to um, the Eminem show. And although there were a lot of um, eight bar loops on, on, that, on that album, it was a lot more musical, by far more musical. That Jay-Z? So I, by f- it was not even close. <laughs> it wasn't close. That's why go, man. Uh, uh, that's that's like I remember listening to Sing for the Moment. I was like, ah shit. <laughs> that's actually one of the first rappers I was listening to him like Jesus too, man. Mm-hmm. I swear, like I was I was listening to um Lose Yourself, man. That was one of the first songs I learned how to rap, actually. Yeah. And you, you think about it and say, why does M have such a wide acclaim? And I can tell you the wide acclaim is because the music is musical. Mm-hmm. If not for Eminem, I wouldn't be as into hip-hop as I am now. Because... What are you talking about? I didn't say I'm into hip-hop. I'm saying I wouldn't be into hip-hop the way I'm into hip hop to the extent that I'm in. Oh, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> if we were to take a checklist, I'd probably listen to more hip hop than you do. Uh, nah, but... nah, I don't know, 
Maybe <laughs> a wider range. You probably listen to like a wider range. That is like that's a better way to put it. Yeah, that's yeah. a better way to as put far it. as like artists i'll be studying these motherfuckers man you don't listen like if i like an artist man i'll literally go study them you know yeah yeah that's that's probably a better way to put it i listen to by the ranger you probably you have to hear all those sounds like you have to like but i didn't make myself listen to all these stuff i only <laughs> listen to music that i like which is kind of weird and i've, I've tried to push myself and say okay guy <laughs> and just have a wide repertoire but the all the weird music that i like i only like them because i like them it's yeah. not on some producer shit to try and widen my palette so i can understand how shit, no this i would give you the first listen yeah. for the most part if i have the time i'll give you one listen ideally i give every project two listens yeah you have to to be like okay the first listen all right and i don't have to like the entire project yeah. i need to like one song then when i like one song i'll come back and then gradually and i'll start to enjoy other things which was what i was trying to explain with with eminem and jay-z eminem kept me with hip-hop then years later i now went back to volume two and i was like Ah, okay, okay, okay. I get the shit that's happening now. <laughs> and I enjoyed it in hindsight than I did at the, at the first meeting with, with, with the project. So, well, man, that's, that's not. Man, like the, the whole <clears throat> M shit, like you always wanted to make Afrobeats kind of music though, right? But I, I do that. I do that. And because of where, where the music is going, as a producer, you want to be able to do that. And I, I'm unfortunate to to have to have been to have come up in, in, in a space in just where as the producer, your job is to know how to produce everything. <laughs> Anything with the apple, hip hop, R and B, produce it yeah, what were you, what you know so design though like what kind of music do you say is that hip-hop is that like gospel music is that like i'm trying to get that what were you call perfect design like what perfect design was was such a messy cocktail yeah like it's a lot of different songs man yeah that was everything the song itself was a rock song yeah but then the project had hip-hop in it it had r&b in it it had some alternative stuff as well yeah, like what kind of project is that? Like, what do you call that? that you can't categorize that project in terms of genre oh, yeah. because it was everything, and it it was it, it was a a point of it was deliberate to make sure we had as wide a genre palette as possible. The the philosophy was let's have something for everybody. So a lot of times we would say, okay, let's have one or two songs for the parents. <laughs> it was a thing back then. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Man. All that in the morning shit. Shari, shari, you, you see, but you see the thing with within the morning, man, was it was the stars aligned so perfectly that everybody was going to be touched by that song. And that was not deliberate. <laughs> it was not deliberate. Which is which which speaks to just putting the hours in, putting the reps in. Yeah, no, definitely. That's, that shows the stars will align. Yeah. yeah. It actually dropped at the most. It almost like it was just written in history to just. The song got to not just okay. And it didn't get to not just okay because we pushed it. Yeah. It got to not just okay. Like, what? <laughs> These kids are high school kids. <laughs> what? Man. And it's funny how you guys found the right people for each song. Like, I promise you, nobody found anything. I still remember the day we made that song. I still remember. Did I in the morning song, right? I yes, I still remember. Part of that song, man. But that song is such a hit record. Like, you know, I actually like that. Like, you didn't. You feel me? Like, that's how you just did it. That was just we just worked, man. 
Hey, you're giving us too much props because we also did not know what we're doing, gay. I'm sure that's how it felt, but I'm telling you my perspective, man. Because, like, bro, I do not even want to near that song, man. But, like, the song is so fire. I want to enjoy it. You know, it's just like, bro, remember dancing to those songs in chapel, like, the last couple days before, like, graduation? Oh, my God. People were like, did you guys make this shit? (laughs) It was unbelievable. (laughs) We're like, super. After that day, we had um, Send Forth or whatever we do. It was it was just sad that we had to graduate like a couple of days later, but like that was. Bro, but that shit, it was it was perfect. It was perfect. perfect. Like real shit. No, no, no. I gotta let you know, man, because like that shit was just awesome, man. Oh my god, that's probably the that was just peak high school right there. Like that was. Nah, in my, tell me about it, my G. It's it's so funny that you you might not remember a lot of stuff, but there are certain things that you just. I remember the day I made the beat. I remember what happened that day. I remember where I was. Wow, that's crazy. I remember the conversations I had after. That, that's oh. crazy, man. That's actually some marriage. I'm, I'm not that good. I don't keep track of events. Like, but you actually remember all those? All those yeah. Stuff? Oh, my God. That's crazy, dog. Wow. In a while, when you, when you do some, some, some shit that people would consider to be iconic, yeah. Ah, so now some of us would enjoy the nostalgic part of that and then working with hsgm for um seven years at that point i'd already understood the nostalgic game i'd already understood that for the most part the reason why some of these things are so enjoyable to us is because of the nostalgia yep. uh, that's the- enters that enters 2012 and I, I was just there thinking, we're just enjoying this thing because we made it, because we enjoyed making it, we enjoyed the process, it was dope, yeah. nostalgia, blah, blah, blah. Then I'm not seeing other people that are not part of the process just going crazy. I'm like, okay, okay. All right, guys, okay. What's, what's going on here? And then I have staff walk up to me. I say, good, congratulations. This is the best HSGM. That was the first time I was hearing that. Wow. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm used to you people did a good job. This was great. Yeah. Thank you very much. God we bless you for all you are doing for us. But that was the first time I was hearing this is the best HS. And I was like, okay, all right. And then the ripple effect now started to happen outside. And then responses were coming. I was like, we just might have made some dope shit here. Who knows? Nah, nah, we we knew, man. I swear, we knew. At that time, I knew that that shit was going to go out of there, man. Because, like, just the whole process was just so... It was so fun, man. I can't even... I remember... It's always fun, though. It's always fun. I remember nights in chapel, man. We'd just be there till, like, 4 a.m. Just, (laughs) just, man, oh, my God. And you know what's funny about, about HSM 2012? I remember that for the first few weeks... For some reason, we just couldn't get the work in. For the most part, like if I remember clearly, what used to happen, I probably come in and I was exhausted from other stuff that I was doing in the day, and then we'd just be there, you know, rehearse a little bit, but then not record anything. Yeah. And then it was like two weeks to dedication, and everybody was worried. <laughs> I was like, man, my God, let's. Yeah, I'm sure you, like, you kept that shit under, like, man. No, like, because, like, that takes a lot of, like, balls, man. Like, that whole timing shit. Like, you had to get it right, and it just hits. Yeah. And I remember we recorded, like, five days in, like, two songs. Then I was telling did I not tell people not to work? Not... And then everybody's ginger now came up. And then in that one week to ten days, yeah. where we actually put down vocals for the songs, it was... <laughs> Such a crazy period. And Ifatu, man, I remember like that. Ifatu was rapping like Nas, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> he was kind of looking intimidated me at first. When when you guys speak both of us, I was like, "Fuck, man, this guy been rapping since like J two, man." I was like, "How the fuck are you?" But we didn't know that. You see, if you if you're not if if you didn't say that now, I wouldn't know that. 
that was what was going through your head at the time. I, you guys just pick. You just pick the best, man. I swear, you literally just pick the best. So that was cool. So and I knew I always knew I was good, right? But that definitely validated me. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, now it's time to like actually work, man. So <laughs> at that time, like, I only used to look at if I, I didn't even give a fuck about Samex or Makamami. Those guys, like, <laughs> I don't even like. I was just angry that you even picked them because like they repeated into our set, right? So I expected you guys to like pick our set guys. You feel me? So that, that was always like painful. Mm-hmm. But I like those guys too, though, because Mark Martin me came through with some bribes, man, and shit. But uh, uh, nah, so no, everybody came through. Everybody yeah, came through. They came through, man. But yeah, if I was definitely, oh my, I was like, damn. So it's me and this dude. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, funny enough, like funny, after after you guys graduated, I I expected him to like carry on with the rap shit. But after a couple of months, I was like, yeah, this nigga's not going to do it. Yeah, no, he definitely he doesn't want to rap like that. I mean, that show was just fun to him. He probably still writes and shit, but like, I don't think he actually. Who like, knows? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? That's the thing. You never know, man. Yeah. You know, man. Oh, man. Those guys, I was, I'm just trying to give you my perspective, man, because like, those are some good times, man. I just wish I used to smoke. I was like, if I, if I was smoking then, then the music would have been really out of here. You feel me? No, you wouldn't. You done. wouldn't. We should do like um perfect design two or some shit. No, what what we've been planning for years to make a, a mix project. Yeah, just like drop just for HSGM generally, but then if, if if you want to like remix what we had on 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 perfect design, man, push it, man. We're definitely we're definitely going to be up for it. There's a couple of things in the works to kind of. Uh, uh, Consolidate all the HSGM stuff that happened yeah, yeah, yeah. That, back that, in the day, and then for the f- future. So, like, I get it. Yeah, no, my own is like, if you could, I'm trying to like, whatever it is, like, we need to actually do to make some shit that just me. If you can just get, it doesn't even matter. Like, maybe three of us on a song or some shit. Just make a. No, that's definitely going to happen. Yeah, like just that's like, definitely going to happen. But you would you would help us if you want to like focus on your sets project, then that would be dope. You can start to put things in motion, and then we we'll start to work on stuff within the greater idea that we have to to kind of revive some of the HSGM stuff right, from. Let's from. talk. Let's talk about it. Then there's some shit which for sure, for sure. We actually talk, talk about man. Let's let's get it. Let's get it in, man. You know I'm down for anything. Like when we actually for sure. get it big enough. People will hop on that shit, man. They will like want to be part of this shit again. Like, of course. Last year, I started to cook up some stuff, and I was how enthusiastic people were about it. I was like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. all right, guys. So it, it was an uninter- unintentional test of what we're trying to do, and hopefully, and if you can get a documentary too together, that would be fire, man. Because I know there's footage, man. There's definitely footage. Working on one. <laughs> we've been working on what that would be cold just to go with like an album or some shit drop that shit on yeah don't worry you guys are going to get an email or a call very soon I'm not joking, I'll be smoking like Jamaicans. Can't trust it, you gon' tell you a traitor. Make we decide to go chop away a blazer. Don't let it any hurt, sis, you better wake up. You better wake up. Bad, bad, she bad. She want sex, sex, she sexy. She get wet, wet, are you jazzy? We don't check, check when you hear her text me. Uh, she bad, bad, she bad. She want sex, sex, she sexy. She get wet, wet, are you jazzy? We don't check, check when you hear her text me. Uh, she always gonna do what the fuck she gonna do. She do everything right. I wanna introduce her to mama. I'ma rent a crib with a pool. Take pictures for social media. I do this for a living. Then ask myself who you fooling. Nothing else matters as long as these gonna keep moving. I don't get distracted by the world, by these women. So many distractions in the world keep achieving.